You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to episode 7 of Awaken Radio. I have such a beautiful conversation for you today and I have a beautiful guest, Melissa Ambrosini. She's a dear friend of mine and uh, we're going to be having a gorgeous conversation with you all today. So I can't wait to dive into that once Melissa joins us. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Mel, uh, she is an empowering self-love speaker, mentor, writer and creator of Path to Wellness. Melissa inspires a life of health, love and style through her hugely successful blog, books, retreats and events. You can connect with Mel and read more of her work at pathtowellness.com.au. Today, the conversation that we are going to be having is about vulnerability. And the inspiration for me to share this with you came from quite simply just a casual conversation I was having with Mel about uh, about a week ago. And we were catching up and we were just chatting about things and, and our conversation drifted to talking about vulnerability. And I found we both got really inspired and excited when we were having this conversation. And, and it, it's, it's something we both feel really passionate about, uh, partially because we've lived it in our own lives. We uh, share it in the work that we do. And I feel like I'm still really opening up and learning more about how to be more vulnerable and step into uh, that, that space of vulnerability in my life with my work and with others. So I found that we we had this really gorgeous conversation and it was after that conversation that I really felt I wanted to bring this conversation to, to all of you so that you can also get to hear a bit about what we feel about this topic, how you can start to open up to more of your vulnerability and embrace that and why that is such a powerful practice for you, why it's not as scary as you might think or as some people feel that it's, it's somehow weak or there is some weakness associated with it. Uh, I really wanted to help you see the strength and the power and what really opens up for you when you're willing to open up to that softer, um, yeah, vulnerable space within you. So while we wait for Mel to join us, I'll just, um, just keep an eye on whether or not she's having any trouble getting on the line, but she should be fine. I just want to share a little bit about my journey into opening up to vulnerability because the experience of this for me has been an experience, as I said, of opening, of opening up to all aspects of myself, of, of being willing to see all aspects of myself and then share all aspects of myself with others, not just the parts of me that I had labelled as loving, as lovable or as beautiful or as perfect and not just the parts of myself that I thought other people wanted to see, that I thought if I, if I came, you know, came off in this way and had people seeing me in this way, then I would receive love, but more so allowing people to see all those aspects of me and it's about being really honest with yourself and being willing to be real in yourself with who you are and no longer denying parts of yourself that you have labeled as negative or bad or imperfect in some way. And 
this doesn't mean that you're not going to have some element of fear around that. Sometimes the, putting ourselves into a space of vulnerability does bring up some fear. And a big fear that was there for me was the fear of losing love, of not being loved when I would show someone an aspect of myself or put something out there into the world and not know how it was going to be received or speak my truth and not knowing whether, you know, I guess to my mind it was the right thing to say. Now I can see that Mel has just joined us, so I'm going to bring her on the line and we can continue the conversation with her as well. Hi Mel, how are you? I'm good, beautiful. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And while I was um, waiting for you to join us, I was sharing a little bit with people about, you know, we're going to be talking about vulnerability. And I was sharing a little bit about what it means to me, what it has uh, felt like to me in my life. And, and I kind of had described it as a sense of opening up and being real and being willing to show uh, the world or people or even through my work all aspects of myself, not just the parts of myself that I perhaps thought were beautiful or perfect or lovable, but all aspects. And, you know, to start the conversation, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit about what your journey has been with this practice of vulnerability and, and how it's unfolded in your life and for you what, what it has looked like or felt like to step more into that space. Yeah, definitely over the past couple of years, as I have uh, really dived deep into this inward journey, I have really understood the power of vulnerability a lot, a lot more. But I kind of grew up um, in a family, in a household where showing, being vulnerable was a sign of weakness. So mm. I had that drummed into me from a very young age. You know, um, every time we would get upset or something like that. I had that my dad kind of, all right, pull your socks up and off go, like very, um, you know, get on with it, which is kind of good, but you still, you know, you've got to feel the emotion that's there. And um, vulnerability from a young age for me was, yeah, it's a sign of weakness. So I had to unlearn that as I got older and in early 20s, I really closed off that part of me and I kept very much, um, I played it really safe because I had that in the back of my head that I was weak if I was to be vulnerable in front of other people. And that didn't really work out too well for me. Um, but I realize now the power of vulnerability is just for your growth. It's just, imperative for you to be able to really deeply know yourself and and find yourself and the more I share about my journey or the more vulnerable I am the deeper my work goes and the more I'm able to connect with other people and I know you and I personally have had lots of conversations when we catch up about this and the more that we really share on our blogs and share 
in social media and with our clients about our stories and we really open up, we allow others to do the same and it's it's a beautiful, it's like a soft, gentle reminder that, oh, okay, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to um, express how I'm feeling right now. And I feel like it's my job to be a trailblazer, you know, toward vulnerability now. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's still moments where it's like, Oh God, don't don't share that. Or, or um, Brene Brown talks about who's who studied vulnerability for you know over a decade. She talks about how every time she shares in one of her talks or something like that, she gets in the taxi um, leaving venue and she's like, "I have this vulnerability hangover where you're like, oh my God, did I just really share all of that?" And that kind of lasts you know a couple of seconds but you know for me that's that's when I've just gone to my head a little bit and and you go into oh my god what are they going to think of me but if you come back down into your heart and you really soften you'll you'll let go of that ego stuff Mm. I love what you said about it it being like a deepening because I, I I really feel our ability to be vulnerable even in ourselves, which as you spoke about, about being able to feel emotions as well. It's like the process of being able to be vulnerable with yourself, to feel the discomfort sometimes, to feel the fear that arises sometimes, or the sadness, or the emotion. And as you can be willing to be vulnerable in that space and feel it, as you said, you can drop deeper into yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And so... Have you found that, I mean, I guess that's kind of just what you shared, but was that a real journey for you to be able to actually feel into your emotions too? Because I know so many women Mm. struggle with the ability to let themselves sit with and really feel what's going on for them. Yeah, I actually had someone email me today um, and she said, I just read one of your blog posts about sitting with the emotion and feeling the emotion and not trying to fix, change or improve it. She goes, and for the first time in my life, I tried Melissa and I said, how did it go, darling? And she's like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And it was, it was fine. And I just went, I gave her a little wink. I sent her a wink back and I said, give this a go from now on. But our ability to soften in times when feelings or emotions arise within us is a practice um, because we usually go straight to our head and we harden and we're like, I don't want to feel it, I don't want to feel it, I don't want to feel it. I, I, don't, I, I go great lengths to not be vulnerable and to not feel this in this moment. For me, over the past you know, year or so, or more so the la- only the last few months, I have really, every time those icky feelings come up within me, I've literally opened my arms and, and it's almost like I say, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Bring it on because if I can fully feel you now, you will then move on. It's like a wave. It comes and it goes. But... Mm-hmm. What most people do is they try and stop the wave, and you can't stop wave. Mm. You know, it's going to wash over you whether you like it or not, but it'll hit you harder. But you can ride the wave, 
and then it just goes back out to the ocean again and it doesn't even last that long but we create these stories and these scenarios in our head and we catastrophize things that have even happened mm. instead of just softening and going with the wave and just going okay cool you know this feels a little bit icky or whatever but I'm just gonna allow I'm just gonna ride it mm. Mm. and I I really feel it's that ability to uh, feel and ride the emotion that not only allows us to go deeper in ourselves and feel, you know, open up to ourselves, but it allows us to open up to others as well. Because a big part of my vulnerability has not just been my practice within myself, but it's been my ability to then speak that to someone else, particularly in my relationship with my boyfriend, to speak those feelings, to speak my truth. And Mm. a lot of, you know, for some people, a lot of fear, and it has for me, fear comes up around really saying, here is what I feel. Here is what is inside of me and I'm going to bring it out and show it to you and I don't know how you're going to receive it or whether you're going to love it or whether you're going to agree. But that part of being vulnerable is that willingness to, it's like I I just have to share this because this is my truth. Have you experienced that as well of, of times where you've had to open up and speak something to someone in order to be able to, you know, deepen your connection with that person but at the same time that fear has come up around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. With my family, with my friends, mm. with partners, absolutely. It's almost like you're standing on the edge of a bungee jump and you're like, I've just got to do this, but it scares the crap out of me. And and like, you know, we spoke about the other day we, when we caught up, it's, it's like... Um, you're every time you're being vulnerable and speaking from your heart I feel like personally I'm standing in front of that person butt naked (laughs) and it's like I am putting myself totally out on the line here and I'm standing really open raw vulnerable and nude right now and Mm. I don't know how you're going to receive that but that becomes the more certain you come become within yourself, the more grounded you become within yourself, that becomes irrelevant. How they receive it becomes irrelevant. It's just your ego that wants to ha- know how it's going to be received. So are they going to like me for this? Are they going to accept me or are they going to judge me? And that's just our ego. But when you're in your heart, your truth doesn't give a crap how it's received. All it cares about is that you are expressing from your heart. So whenever I notice myself wanting to express, and I'm very good at expressing my truth to people. I'm I'm a very open and honest person. In saying that, that doesn't mean my ego doesn't come and go, oh, but how are they going to receive it? Are they still going to like me? Are they going to still want to be my friend Mm. or whatever and that does come up for me but when that comes up I have an opportunity then there to catch it and come back into my heart and just reconnect with my truth and express from that place and let go of the thinking let go of the war and how it's going to be accepted and how they're going to receive it Um, as long as you're speaking your truth it's irrelevant the rest of it 
And that's really the journey, isn't it? And I know you, you work a lot in your work on self-love with people. And that really is the journey to be able to be so, the most important thing is you and yourself being connected to your heart, speaking your truth. And as you said, how it's received is irrelevant because the only reason we fear how it's going to be received is because we feel we need love in return for putting out what we've shared. And it's our ego that fears that we won't receive that love, that on some level, we're not lovable if we're, as you said, you know, standing naked in front of someone being like, love me, you know, where there's <laughs> fear, well, will I, will I receive love for doing that? And, and so ultimately, I feel my strength in being able to be vulnerable and speak my truth so powerfully has come from not like building that that love within myself so that I don't need the love in return in order to feel complete or, you know, so that I already feel safe. You know what I mean? And, and the, the yeah, yeah the, the way that it's received, therefore, doesn't have any impact on your sense of self or your sense of love for yourself. That is the hardest part, though, that real yeah. unconditional love for yourself. You really do have to be your own best friend. And this is where the work really comes in. This is where you really have to sit with yourself, really have to, in times of discomfort and vulnerability, you know, place your hands on your heart and repeat, I love and accept myself, I love and accept myself, I love and accept myself. And when you build yourself up on a really solid base of self-love, it doesn't matter what happens externally, nothing can rock that. Mm. Mm. that's so true and I mean I know we weren't necessarily going to dive into self-love but I just feel like we've kind of opened up to that and I just would love to explore that a bit more because I really do feel it's the lack of self-love that stops people being allowing themselves to be vulnerable and be who they Mm. they truly feel they want to be with people and that practice of self-love I mean I have a lot of people say to me how do I how do I learn to love myself? Um, and I just would, yeah, just from the work that you do, where do you recommend people, recommend people start with that if they're feeling that all the love they want to receive is still based outside of them? It's still looking to the external world to validate me. Uh, where do you tend mm-hmm. to begin with people to support them when they're in that space? I think the first place to start is by bringing awareness to the eternal mean girl dialogue, as I call it, um, yeah. of, of the not not self-love stuff, so that I'm not good enough. The, the phrase and the words that your mean girl says to um, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not wealthy enough, I'm not worthy enough, whatever that is. Once you can see, uh, it's like we've got to shine light on and put on the table all of the mean girl junk. Then once we have it all out on the table and we can see it all, we then have a choice. We Mm. then can either choose to pick those up again and engage in those stories or in that dialogue, or we can go and or we try something new. Mm. And when we try something new, this is the work. 
So when that comes up for you, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, that is when you have to be strong within yourself. You have to stop yourself and go, hang on a minute, the old me would have engaged in this. The new me is going to try something new. Thanks, mean girl, but no, I am worthy. Or thanks, mean girl, but no, I am beautiful. And it's about reprogramming those beliefs. And at mm. the start, yeah, you're probably not going to believe it. That's, that, you know, it's probably been 35 years of conditioning. Yeah, of course you're not going to believe it. But the more and more you do the work, the more that will become embedded in your cells and in your DNA. And that's the work. That is it. You don't need to go out and buy a manual or you don't need to go out and do all of these courses and different things. You just got to continue to catch those thoughts and continue to um, work on that moment by moment. That is the difficult part that people do yeah. because they want someone else to do it for them or they want a special <laughs> or a quick fix. But, mm. the, you know, the, the reality is, is you got to do the work and I know you, you have done the work for years. I've done the work for years. I've dragged my butt to my meditation cushion for the past three years, three and a half years. And I have done the work and I know you have and I know, you know, lots of people do. Um, but it's not, no one can do it for you. No one is going to do it for you. Um, we've really got to put in that ourselves and, you know, when you can realize when you're not coming from a place of love you can start to change that and reprogram that you know everything that I do in my life comes to a place of self-love like the from the thoughts that I used to think the work that I do how I move my body the food that I nourish myself with the water I drink the products I use you know all of that comes from a space of love I catch myself if I ever come from a place of fear and I'll be like hang on a minute what's going on here but mm. that becomes more less and less more you this work mm. I yeah I completely agree with everything that you've shared and I always I say to my clients a lot because when we I often start this work with them as you said becoming really aware of where the fear is is run is running the show and playing out and where that that inner mean girl, as you call it, or that inner critic is really playing out. And I have some clients kind of come to me and they feel really overwhelmed once they start, start to see it. But I'm like, it is so much better to be conscious and aware of that than have it being unconscious and driving your behaviors and actions and you don't even know that it's happening. So that beautiful mm. process of, of bringing it into the conscious mind, shining a light on it, becoming aware of it, and, and I often say to people, with awareness comes responsibility. And that's exactly what you yeah. shared, is that you now have a choice. And you, you, mm -hmm. if you choose to let the fear keep going, then that's okay. Be okay with that. Don't beat up on yourself about it. But you can choose love in that moment. And that's exactly what you shared, is that that is the daily work. Is it's like, oh, there's that fear voice again. I'm going to choose love. And there's that mm. desire to want to be vulnerable. Oh, no, but the fear voice says, don't do that because he might not like it. But you, as mm. you said, the, the intention of what you're doing is self-love. So you're coming from a space mm. of wanting to honor yourself, of support yourself, and that is more important than how it's received by anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. 
That's so, yeah, it's yeah. so powerful. And, and with connection really as well, with connection as well, because I remember hearing Brene say, you, you can't ever have authentic and true connection with someone, and I believe also with yourself, unless you're willing to be vulnerable. And I know the times mm. that in my relationship with my boyfriend or even in my business with my clients that I've been willing to show myself to people the connection that I can then experience is so much deeper. Have you experienced exactly. that as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, and something in my early 20s, when stuff would come up for me, my old pattern was to retreat and to hide away and almost, yeah, just, just lock myself away until I dealt with it and, you know, some of my friends used to say to me, Mel, we know you're not okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, yep, I'm fine, you know. And yeah. even at school, they, they, I would just go quiet and not, um, and really withdraw. withdraw. Yeah. And I, now it's like having the courage to speak up and say, I am going through this and I need some support right now. Or even... You're reaching out to one of your soul sisters or someone whom you trust and just saying, I'm going through this right now. Um, I'm feeling like this and I just, I just, I don't want anything from you. I just need to share that with you. That takes courage. That mm. takes balls. And that mm. is so brave. And Brene says, you know, we are hardwired connection. This is what we're here for. This is what we crave, connection. But you want deep connection, you've got to go deep. And that, mm. the, the way you go deep is down the vulnerable slippery dip. That's mm. how you go deep. And you want someone else to open up. You want your partner to open up. You open up. You mm. open up first and then watch how the relationship dynamic shifts. You want anyone to soften, your sister, your, you know, a work colleague, um, your partner, your children. You want your partner or your children or anyone to soften, open up. You do it first. <laughs> you, you open up first and then watch how the dynamic shifts. Happened with my sister and I, you know, a few weeks ago. We were both very much in our ego and not willing to back down, either of us. And as soon as I softened and melted into my heart and shared how I was feeling about a, the particular situation, she melted mm. and she opened up. And it was like this beautiful, juicy, soft moment of love. It's like literally love just came pouring in the entire room and flooded mm. us. But before that, it was ego and it was yucky. It was so yucky. But it takes courage and it takes balls to be that person soften first. And, and especially yeah. in a romantic relationship and a friendship and in relationships. But in a romantic relationship, to be that one that melts first is 
it takes courage because yeah you're you're getting nude in one of them first <laughs> yeah and i i can tell you what my relationship wouldn't be what it is had i not been willing to be the one who softened or was vulnerable first and i think any woman you know in, in relationship with a man generally although it's stereotypical generally men are less likely to open up and be that soft and vulnerable energy mainly because we're feminine we've got the feminine energy which the essence of it is that soft, receptive, open, uh, emotional energy. And so it is, I, th I think it is almost a woman's responsibility to some extent to be willing to step into her feminineness and say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in this moment and I need you or I'm mm -hmm. feeling this and I just have to share it with you or, you know mm -hmm. what, I love you and I love you and this is how I feel about you and, and, and I'm willing to, to stand in how I feel and share that. And, and I think a lot of a lot of women feel exactly what you've said is that we look to our man and we're like, why won't they open up to me and tell me how they feel? And I, I've experienced this in my relationship. I tell this story a bit. You know, why won't he open up? And it's that beautiful reminder for us to look inwards. And and as I, I think I've heard you say, it is like turn the finger around and point the finger at yourself. And we would say, where, where do I need to do that thing that I'm expecting them to do before I can let myself really open up with that person? Totally. You want love? Give love. Mm. You, you want it? You've got to give it first. You can't expect expectations. Oh, they will kick you in the teeth. You cannot expect anyone else to give you love unless you give it. You give it first. And the love bank never runs out. It's infinite. It's always there. And I think as women, it is our job to melt into our femininity, melt into our goddessness. And where we grow up, we've grown up in a society where, and we live in a city where it's quite hard and harsh and, um, you know, women are very driven and career and entrepreneurs and things like that. And um, we can tend to harden up a little bit. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot of women now that are experiencing postnatal depression and things like that because they're so career driven and they're so focused and it's like, go, go, go hard. And then they have these baby, these children, and it's, it's this... Um, identity crisis who am I without my career and and they they struggle to soften into motherhood and I see mm. it with a lot of my clients see it with a lot of my friends and you know just different people and to really soften into that is quite a hard shift for a lot of women because we're so used to being so hard and strong and career driven so I feel like yeah um for me, when I notice myself hardening up, I take myself to yoga or I up the ante on my meditation or go do painting in art class or I'll cook or I'll go do a pole dancing class or I'll go do a mm -hmm. dance class. I'll do something that really um, gets me back into my body because I do a lot of training, which is quite hard and you know, I run my own business and there's and I and I live in a city and it's it's like, okay, well how can you um open up that goddess channel a little bit more to soften and to be the beautiful feminine woman women that we are. Yeah.
And then from that place, vulnerability is effortless. It's just a natural expression of you being in your feminine. And it's actually so powerful. The feminine energy is so powerful. And I think that's important for us as women to start to remember that because our society has taught us that the masculine is power, but it's a different type of power. And and I think as women are really waking up to their, their femininity, their softness and their vulnerability, there is oh, the... The, the shift you can make in others by standing in that mm. feminine power, especially in men. <laughs> I mean, the power we mm. have as women with a man when we are in that feminine energy is, is massive. And I think that's really the energy that's going to heal our planet as well. Mm, absolutely. I agree 100%. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Well, We've reached the end of our time together and I think that's actually a beautiful place to end our conversation. Um, it seemed to have, our chat has seemed to sort of come full circle and, and just covered so many beautiful um, aspects of this conversation. So thank you so much, Mel. It's been so beautiful talking to you. You're so welcome, honey. I could talk about this stuff with you for hours. <laughs> and I'm sure we will have plenty more conversations about it another time as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and you have an absolutely beautiful day. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And thank you to everybody who's been listening today and I look forward to connecting with you all again soon. Thank you, Mel. See you later. Bye, sweetie. Bye.